Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy sports tools, analysis. They, they do other stuff than basketball, but I use them for basketball, and so should you. This is a fantasy basketball podcast, for God's sakes. Go to HashtagBasketball.com, check them out today. I'm your host, Mike Catron, and I am excited to tell everyone, including my co-host, Tyler P. Watts, that the Bulls are back, Tyler. The Bulls are back. Back to what? Back to um, not having Joe Boylan as a coach. Back to being the second best sports team in Chicago. Ooh. Oh, that's not saying much for yourself, is it? Uh, you know, White Sox. Go White Sox. Ah, White Sox aren't bad. Okay, I'll give you that. They're playing well. Um, Bulls are back. Come on, Tyler. It's been a long time. I don't think a lot of people who might not be Bulls fans or don't follow Bulls or, or for some reason aren't into the Bulls, which doesn't make any sense because they were the, the generational uh, great team of all time. Don't realize the suffering. Imagine being on top of the world and then ending up in the gutter. You know, you got Michael Jordan for over a decade and then you have you ended you in that you in that with Jim Boylan. It's been a rough. It's been a rough. It's been a rough decade, Tyler. And now, sadly for you, Michael, this has not been the roughest NBA twenty years. You know what I mean? There's been teams that have much worse the last twenty years. Yeah, Michael. sure, probably. I don't really care about. Them. I don't Sacramento, whatever, man. Like you know, congratulations, you have a basketball team. Like whatever, I don't care. Minnesota, maybe maybe you shouldn't have a basketball team. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't. Major. I like the people in Minnesota. I like Minnesota. It's nice. It's uh, tough in the winter. Well, and I mean, the Bulls just made some very questionable hires, not just with Jim Boylan, but Fred Hoiberg. And, well, um, you know, choosing Fred Hoiberg over Jimmy Butler is one of the dumbest things in the world. But the front office is gone. There's a new front office. Um, and they were... Uh, successful in actually doing something like another like crazy outcome which never happens we draft well in chicago over the last like decade or so but what we don't do is do any sort of moves uh instead in the middle of last season getting uh nikola vujovic who is an all-star to pair up with zach levine making a move on lonzo ball and demar Derozan. Those are some pretty big names, good fancy talents brought onto the team. Alex Crusoe is going to be underrated as well. And I like Derek Jones Jr. who, uh, who came in. Uh, the problem is I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's enough uh, of, a, of a team legally. <laughs> if they could take the court um, with so few players. Is this a seven man rotation? Yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> That's for certain. It's not pretty. The bench is not pretty. Um, Kobe White, I'm assuming he'll be healthy at some point, right? But it's going to be a bit. And then after that, after those eight, I'm not sure, man. 
they're going to play Troy Brown or Tony Bradley or Alice Johnson or stop me when you're excited it's, about someone. I'm um, not. Uh, it's very, meta, it's very thin. The, the, the what the Bulls court. did is very, very interesting to me. And there may be one of the teams I'm the most interested to just kind of watch it play out. And the reason is this, they've got some pieces. We have no idea how these pieces are going to play together. They don't profile as a, a very good defensive team, I don't think. And nope. they're a very thin team. Yes. No defense and thin can end badly in a hurry. Like if one of their, their main guys goes down, now you're talking like a six-man rotation. And at some yes. point, this just gets real, real hairy, right? So the Bulls are going to need a lot to go right to end up where they want to end up, which is in the playoffs with a decent seed. If things just go okay, I think they're in the play-in. If things go bad, it could go real bad, and they could be near the bottom despite having four pretty big names that a lot of people know. Well, I think that's what helps out there. And if it goes bad, if anybody loses their any team loses their best player, they're not they're not making the playoffs. Like that's well, here's just the here's way the other thing, is, right? Let's just so, put it, let's just put this on the table. If Vucevic gets hurt, who I would argue is not their best player, maybe. No, I, I wouldn't say he's probably the best fantasy player, but maybe maybe not even that. But Aren't they just like cooked? Like they don't have a backup uh, no, they, center. Like no, they're gonna yeah, they're, play Tony Bradley, or yeah, like no, they're not no. winning any games. Like they have nobody. They've got nobody to play at center. If we no, they'll down. be they'll be pretty much completely done if Vujovic goes out. Um, but this, I think, this bodes well overall because adding all these uh, all these cooks in the kitchen, Lonzo Ball, Demar Derozan. Your first instinct is to go, ooh, that means less touches for Zach. That means less touches for Vujovic. Uh, but on the flip side of that, there ain't nobody else playing on the team. So that means more minutes for all of those guys, which in the short term is very nice for that usage. Questionable on health. So it's a real mixed bag of how you want to vibe with the Chicago Bulls this season. Um, but I, I really do think that you know this season is going to be uh, you're there's gonna be a lot of bulls drafted this season and i think you, uh, there should be a lot of bulls drafted in fact i think there might be three top 50 bulls uh when it's all said and done yeah probably that's probably not wrong no not at all so where do you want to start tyler should we start with vujovic since you did uh you brought him up he is kind of the the focal point of uh, this team actually uh, succeeding uh, since they don't have any other centers uh, at all. It was just a weird thing. It was a weird thing to me that you wouldn't go get a backup center what? that's better than Tony Bradley and I... then get a third string center. Like most, pretty much every other team in the league has a third string center. You know, I have a feeling I... they tried. Just no one wanted to come. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. It's just, it was just weird. It's weird that. I mean, I guess they could play Marco Simovich as their third string center. Marco Simovich did not look bad in summer league. It's also summer league, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, but Vucevic going, well, he finished 17th last year. He's going 14th. I don't hate it. I don't love it, though. Like, it's just a fine pick. Like, there's probably some other guys I'm going to take over Vucevic in that spot, namely Bradley Beal and Paul George. Um, but if you want to build with a center at that spot, um, I don't hate it. Yeah, Vujovic is, uh, I think, a really interesting piece because 
he was great stats, bad team for a very long time in Orlando. And those numbers didn't drop off that hard when he came to Chicago, but hard enough to go to, to maybe, you know, to maybe put a pause in where you, you draft him. Um, he's finished in, uh, you know, what, two seasons ago, he was uh, 17th per game overall three seasons ago. He's 11th. Uh, he is, you know, in his, he's going to be 31. There's no reason to think he's uh, going to regress uh, very quickly, but I did see, you know, the points drop off the shots drop off a little bit when he joined the bulls. Now that you got DeMar DeRozan, who is a creator um, and Lonzo ball, who is a creator. Um, I, I still don't know if he's going to be putting up about 20 field goals a game like he did last season. I think there might be a little bit of drop off there, a little bit of drop off the points, but plenty of minutes to go around, plenty of rebounds. He's also a creator. I think there's now more scorers on the team so uh, that he's going to be playing with. So, you know, having a, uh, I think he had about four assists per game last season. I think that's fairly, that's fairly safe. And if you're in a Roto league, you know, taking him 15 overall, isn't really that bad at all. All right, let's go. Starting at the turn. Here we go. This is the Mike only draft. Oh man. All right, here we go. Um, we're going to start at the turn. Jason Tatum or Vujovic? Tatum. LeBron. Bujovic. Trey Young. Trey Young. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Zion Williamson. Bujovic. Paul George. Paul George. Bam. Mm. That's a tough one. I think. Oh, that is a tough one. Depends on who I got in that first round. I think I'd probably go Vujovic, though, because I just don't know if I could take the BAM, the, the, the points drop off from BAM, depending on who I got, unless I got, like, someone crazy scorer. Um, I think it's Jimmy, a toss-up. Jimmy Butler. You know I love Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, so, again, I mean, like, you got him right about where – you got Vujovic right about where I got him. There's one more person, and this will just bleed right into the next person, so I'll ask it. Zach Levine. So yeah, I think I'd pro- I, I think I'd probably go with Vujovic, barely over Zach Levine, simply because bigs seem to dry up in the middle of the draft. While I've been finding, as I've been doing the mock drafts, if you're listening to the, to the mock draft that we uh, I did earlier uh, this week, you can find points, you can find decent guards hanging around in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Uh, what you can't find is guys who get rebounds um, and bigs with good percentages who hit threes and score points. Those guys don't exist. The, the only issue with um, Vujovic is that he's like a little bit under a steal. He's a little bit under under a block, but that's still a block and a steal again, pretty much. Yeah. And if, I mean, if we're talking about him against Levine, like what's Levine going to give you maybe a steal and maybe half a block. Like it's not like he's uh he's great in those areas. Um, Levine really, Levine finished higher than Vujovic last year. He finished 13th uh, in per game value, built a lot on scoring 27.4 points a game on fantastic percentages. Good stats, bad team. Um, And that's just how it was rolling with uh, Zach Levine. He did uh, take the necessary steps similar to someone like Bradley Beal 
uh, who's gotten a little bit better, you know, each year, just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. The Steelers did take a pretty hard fall off. Maybe he's just gambling a little less, but this season he's going to have to do less on this team, handle the ball less, which I'm perfectly fine with. I I certainly don't want to see him dribbling out the clock and taking shitty uh, shots in the last five minutes. I'd like to see him play a little bit more of a, 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 a roundabout game, but he's going to be more open because there's just more threats on the, on, on the, on the floor. Fair. I just, I don't know, man, with now we've talked about this. They're, those are going to be their four main scores, but can he still get 27? Vucevic get 20, Demar get 20, Lonzo get 15. You know what I mean? Like, are they just going to funnel all their points into the four players? It's possible. Probably. Who's hot? Who's hot tonight? Right. Right. And so, I, how does the match? It's well, a nice me, matchup, right? We, sometimes the big, sometimes it's Demar, sometimes it's Zach. Well, something you know this Levine can just get red hot and just not miss. I mean, like there, I watched games last year of the Bulls where like it was Levine and he just was hitting everything. I mean, there was that game against Dallas. What did he have in the first quarter? Like 25, 20? Yeah. He's, out of, he's certainly out of his mind. He's entering his prime. Like he's going, he's 26 and he's going to be 27 later this season. He is in his prime. Like he's and, and he is going to now, I think maybe the, the outlier last season was shooting 50% from the field, but I don't see a huge drop off there. He might take a less shots, but he's going to be more open with guys who can make plays around him. Like Vujovic, like Lonzo ball, like DeMar DeRozan. He's going to play off the ball more though. So I do think the assists take a little bit of a drop. Um, but they're still going to be asking him to do almost everything and play a ton of minutes. So I don't see a huge drop from Zach Lane at all. Looking at wings though, I would say that I have Beal, George and Butler over him. And the only one that he's being drafted under right now is Bradley Beal. Yeah. I probably have all three of those guys over him. Um, Putting him right next to Bradley Beal makes sense to me. Like that's where you probably should take him. If you're not, if you like Beal or Zach Levine more, doesn't really matter. I probably I'm taking Beal over Zach just because Beal's the only guy on Washington who's going to be asked to do everything, and we've seen him do it before. I do think Zach takes a little bit of a step back this season, but not enough for me to like really truly be bothered by like, oh my god, I'm going to take him in the third round or anything like that. He's not he's not falling to the third round. No, and he shouldn't. Um, I don't know how good I would feel about walking out of the first two rounds, though, with two wings. Like, let's say you get in the first round, you get, I don't know, you get Durant, and then you get Levine. I don't know. That's not terrible. It's good, but then going back in the third, you almost have to get a point guard. And then you mentioned it, like, then the big men are going to start drying up. So, if you like, I feel like you might box yourself in a corner. So, it's something to to watch as the drafts progress here and where the ADP really ends up. But I can tell you that I have done it in the past. And obviously, if you end up with, like, a super, super star, like, it's much easier to make your team build. But let's say you're a little hot on Levine and you kind of go for him in the front half of that second round and you end up with someone like, I don't really have a great name, like Jason Tatum, maybe. And then you come back and you go Levine. Like at some point Mm. your team maybe just doesn't quite have enough. 
And so yeah, I don't love I don't love that build. Right. And so that's why I kind of have Levine more in the back half of my second round than the front half. Yeah, I've probably done the same thing. I've probably he finished an eight cat, like you said, thirteenth overall. Vujovic seventeenth. I've probably switched them or dropped them. Maybe Vujovic fifteen, Zach nineteen. Right, I, that's one where I'm at. I have Levine right around twenty, depending on the league and what type and all that stuff. Then here you are. You know, what I mean, like it's the second round. They're both no brainers, in my yeah. opinion. Like you're oh. like, take them, like draft them. Who cares? And coming from two or three years ago, when we, you know, we're not that interested in Levine at all, it's been a, it's been a good come up. It's been great. It's been a hell of a ride. Let's talk about the new Bulls, though. Lonzo Ball. Uh, everybody's pumped in Chicago about Lonzo Ball. Um, Lonzo's good, uh, and I think Lonzo is a Lonzo's. Bit, you know, he's somehow he's, overrated and underrated. At yeah, time. I was about to say super strange. He's <laughs> overrated because of his name. He's underrated because of his actual talent, and that's kind of put him going in an ADP of sixty, which feels. I I think that's either right or a little low. Uh, it would depend on the league type, right? Cause it's going to be a bad field goal percentage and a bad free throw percentage. Probably now he did get that up to 78 and there's not a lot of volume on the free throws. So that's good. And there's not yeah. a ton of volume on the field goals either really. Um, but there's potentially more volume this year, right? Because someone's got to take the shots and yes, Damar and Zach and Vucevic are going to take a ton, but Lamelo is going to have to take some too. Um, well, let, let me ask you, Tyler, how many threes do you think, if, if you're looking at it, don't look at it. How many threes do you think Lonzo made last year per game? He probably made like two and two and three quarters. He made three, three point yeah. uh, one. He had, uh, if, I'm, if this is the right, uh, if I'm not looking at projections and then if I'm actually looking at rankings, which I am. Aha. I finally got my shit together after. 20 teams, Tyler. Um, he had six assists. He had a steal and a half. He had over a half a block. He had almost five rebounds. And he was just hitting threes. That's a That combo right there is, I would say, fairly impossible to find someone let who's me, going me. to do exactly that. He's like, yeah. a, he's like a better Terry Rozier who doesn't score as much. And who they need someone to spread the floor out. Lonzo Ball's going to do that. He's going to be a playmaker you, too. Let me ask you this question: What's the playmaking hierarchy on the Bulls this year? Lonzo first. Really? I think so. Now, see, I would guess Demar would be first. Really? I think it's I think it's Lonzo first, but it's also and well, people it's well distributed, right? Anyone here can make a play. We're going to talk about Demar, obviously, but. People sleep on Demar because they were they, no one watched him when he played for the Spurs really, and they think back to three or four years ago when he played for Toronto. That's great. And Demar is just turned into a really, really good playmaker. And I could see him. I could see them just kind of picking nights too, and like you said, picking matchups. Like, hey, we're probably best if maybe Lonzo starts with the ball tonight, and we run a ton of pick and rolls. You know, just exploiting matchups that the other teams are throwing out. Yeah, that's so, why I'm not, you know, calling for a, a fantastic um, bump like Lonzo going from almost six assists a game to like eight. No, nah, it's probably six ish. Demar, 
by the way, you probably know this, Demar, because you love Demar. We both love Demar. Uh, seven assists a game last season. Yeah. So I mean, he, it probably takes a little bit of a, a drop there by sharing the ball and stuff, but it's it's probably gonna be around five. Yeah. Five here, six there. Zach, maybe uh, one less. Uh, you know, Vujovic, maybe one less. That's what I mean. So they're all interesting. Lonzo finished 53rd last year in eight cat per, per game. It's good. Um, he's going 59th. So he's going a little bit under that. And um, Lonzo was not the focal point of, of, oh, no, no, of the sure. Pelicans. And it, he like, was he, the third fiddle behind Ben Ingram and hanging around. And Zion, you know what I mean? So he's going to be that again. And uh, I gotta, we got to get our point guard hierarchy because I'm always interested in this. You know that. Okay, let's hear it. Um, ben Simmons or Lonzo Ball? Lonzo Ball. Oh, I do not like Ben Simmons. Well, what if it's head-to-head? Probably Ben Simmons. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at. It's like that, that one kind of matters on that. Uh, DeJounte Murray or Lonzo Ball? Mm really truly depends on the build uh that's a really tough one actually give me DeJounte just because I feel like the opportunity is a yeah for him he might be the around. only guy on the Spurs like we were saying to play and play heavy minutes so give me Murray by a hair Kyle Lowry or Alonzo Ball oh man Kyle Lowry's good yeah Kyle Lowry <laughs> Yeah, give me Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Those are the guys going directly in front of Lonzo Ball at the ADP. Directly behind Lonzo Ball on the ADP, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, give me Lonzo Ball. Yeah, and I don't think that one's really close. I think Halliburton's kind of going a little too high, but yeah. we'll talk about that. Um, Terry Rozier. Give me Lonzo Ball. I know Terry scores more, but whatever. And then the next group of point guards we're getting down to are the Cade Cunninghams, the Colin Sextons, and you want Lonzo Ball over all those guys. But there's uh, I mean, there's guys hanging out down there. You know what I mean? Like there's the uh, your Darius Garland, your Mike Connolly. Uh, yeah, but I, we, we, I, both I wonder, know, we both know Darius Garland's not going to be hanging out down there by the time draft. Oh, probably. He's in but that's, I think, maybe the key with Lonzo here is that um, his name recognition is going to for, probably force him up close to closer to 50, maybe even above 50 when the, when, when drafts start picking up, um, especially just the name recognition alone is going to get people excited. And I do think like he ends up around there. So that's perfectly fine, but um, he's definitely a building block. He's definitely a specific type of build. If he's going in the top 50, I don't necessarily want to pick him just because I feel like there's so many other guys I'd rather have in the top 50 than Lonzo. It's too high for me. Um, DeMar DeRozan, on the other hand, um, definitely can see him taking a little bit of a backseat here. He's got a lot of miles on him, right? And there's plenty of offensive power here. Uh, I do hope he does continue to be um, kind of a, a, one of the primary playmakers here, um, sharing duties with Lonzo Ball as well. I, I, getting the ball out so, of Zach Levine's hands actually w- would be my goal if here's I'm the coach why, there. Here's why I think he's going to be the primary ball handler. Okay. Interesting. I'll, I'll give you the give you my my reasoning here. Um, every team in the league right now wants what, and Billy Donovan wants this too because we've seen Billy Donovan try to use this. Billy Donovan wants to floor spaced on the offensive end. Yeah, Demar's not going to shoot any threes. 
Zach Levine, good three-point shooter. Nikola Vucevic, mm. good three-point shooter. Lonzo Ball, good three-point shooter. Okay. If you put the mar- the ball in DeMar's hands primarily, now obviously they're all going to touch it. They're all going to get a six. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I'm not trying to say, oh, it's going to be only DeMar. Like, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I think that lets you space it a little better, lets you run a few more sets, lets you do a little bit more. And DeMar might be the best playmaker out of the group anyways. Mm, ooh, I don't know about that one, but he's worth arguing about in this particular sense. I think Lonzo probably got a little bit better vision than him, but DeMar DeRozan is as good as uh, almost as good or as good. It, it should be in the conversation with players like Lonzo Ball. And I think a lot of people don't even Lamar, DeMar, mention So, him. so DeMar, Average 6.9 assists, so almost seven yeah, assists a game last year, and two turnovers. Someone's <laughs> gonna, yeah, someone's Dude gonna can be, pass. And that was yeah. the first team with no space. Dude can pass and make plays. I and think I think that gets slept on a lot more by most people than they ever understand because they remember DeMar playing next to Kyle Lowry in Toronto. They don't remember Spurs DeMar. No one does because now the Spurs were good the last couple of years. No one's no, watching. De- DeMar was was very good on the Spurs. Um, <laughs> the ball is a baller, man. He's a baller. He is phenomenal. Well, I think he's phenomenal. When you see players like that go to a team where they're now considered second or third or maybe even fourth option, um, I probably I, – I don't consider him a third or fourth option on this team. I, I'm very excited. Um, are there enough – you know, are there enough shots to go around? And is DeMar the one who gets – who gets kind of well he only took 15 shots last season very yeah. efficient fit incredibly efficient great roto player um i think his ceiling is easily where did the mark around finish last year what do 50? you think what do you think where did he finish i'll, I'll just Ooh, ask you where i would say finish? like 52 he finished 40th oh. in per game value 40 oh that's really nice yeah the more really good and He's going to get hated on because there's no threes and there's no blocks and whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, DeMar's just really good, man. He's I think really, if the really assists, good. you know, go down a little bit, like I think, uh, the rebounds actually might go up a little bit. Um, overall, you know, if, uh, taking a, a few less shots, maybe the points go down a little bit, right? He still ends up in that, like, 50 range where he's been for the longest time. And his current ADP is, like, 63. I think people yeah. are sleeping. I, I actually don't think that's going to go up. I think it's going to go down. I think a lot of people are going to be out on him, and you shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm big on DeMar. Um, my bull, I, my, DeMar might be in my bold predictions, Tyler. I feel like I'd rather have DeMar than a lot of the guys we talked about even in the Lonzo conversation. Like, I just feel like DeMar is going to be really good, and, and I might rather have DeMar than Lonzo. Like, DeMar finished better than Lonzo last year, and – DeMar's efficiency is what does it. So if it's a head-to-head league, like I can see taking Lonzo, but um, in a Roto league, I think you definitely want DeMar. Yeah, I think the, you know. Because Lonzo could kill you in both percentages. Like he he's going to be, I mean, he shot well from the free throw line last year, but if that went back down, would you be shocked? No. Yeah, so like he's going to hurt you in both percentages. Like that could be real bad. So I'm not super big on Lonzo in, in Roto leagues. No, I do think Lonzo's going to improve, though. He had a nice start last season. I think maybe that comes back with him. Uh, Vujovic and Levine should go in the second round. Lonzo and DeMar, 
shouldn't shouldn't make it out of the fifth round. Certainly shouldn't that. make it out of the fifth round. I'll go with that. The problem here is we started with. What about the rest of this team? Pat, <laughs> Pat Will is the only guy here that I'm keeping an eye on, and Pat Will is still very young, very raw, but the minutes and the necessity for the minutes are there. I don't know if I'm drafting anybody else on this team, and I don't know if anyone else should either. Um, would you even touch Pat Will in deep league? I think I would. He's going to play enough minutes where, you know, if you're taking him in that 120 to 140 range, right, I think that's perfectly fine because the minutes are going to be there, and that's really, really important in deeper leagues. He's Someone's going to have to get rebounds here. He can be as uh, – he can get you a steal, almost a block. He's going to get better. Like, he's he had a very nice summer league as well. Summer league doesn't matter. But the guy – the kid's really, really good. Um, I don't think there's going to be enough touches to go around for him to do anything, but hopefully learn how to shoot a three. And I'm not sure that's going to happen. What about Kobe White? Kobe White wasn't bad last year. Kobe White actually finished fairly well. I mean, he had 50 points a game. He had finished 102nd. Oh, Kobe White's White. never mind. 117. Wrong bad. White. <laughs> uh, Kobe White's um, streamer only because like any night could be Kobe White's night, where he's he's at like 20 and 10 nights, multiple 20 and 10 nights last season. Well, and he's probably not going to be ready to start the season. Is that fair assessment? Yeah, I, I'm not sure he's going to be ready. But he has shoulder surgery, so it all depends on how much he's out, too. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to drafting Kobe White. He's drafted 9% of Yahoo leagues going 133.4. Um, so some people are they, drafting him, but I'm, 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 I'm not. going to keep an eye on him, though. He could be kind of one of those, like, hey, I'm the sixth man. I, I, it turns out I'm not going to try to be, you know, super all-star Derrick Rose. I'm going to be Lou Williams. Yeah, but what? Kobe White could have a nice career being Lou Williams. Should he at any point on this team be better than the third scoring option on the floor? No. Like, shouldn't that – and Billy Donovan, we've talked about this when they hired Billy Donovan. I think Billy Donovan's a really good coach. Um, Billy Donovan's going to stagger the minutes of those four stars so that two of them are – at least two of them are on the floor at all times, right? I'd imagine, yeah. And so Kobe White's going to be third fiddle because even Lonzo's a better scorer than Kobe White, I think. Um, especially at this point in both our careers. So, yeah, I, I think Kobe White's destined to take a back seat just because he's never going to be like the guy on the floor like he was at points for last season. Yeah, the, the reshaping of this team has pretty much, I think, neutered Kobe White's value here. Um, he's not going to get those random, you know, 38 minute nights uh, that he did last season where he was suddenly, I mean, Maybe Billy Donovan will still play a hot hand, but it's going to be a crapshoot. So streamer only, but uh, worth the risk on, on streaming because Kobe White can get hot. Fair enough. I think that's it for the Chicago Bulls. Only the Bulls. They're back, Tyler. It's going to be a hot. It's going to be a hot winner. Michael, how, what tickets do you got? Come on, let's hear it. Who who are you who are you excited to see them play? Ooh, I'm excited to see. I'm just excited to just go back, really, Tyler. But. Uh, I definitely want to see Zion when he comes into town. I think that's a must watch. Um, I, in fact, might go to the, the Charlotte game, the ball boys. Oh, the, you know what? It'll be they, a lot of fun. They got the, 
the Pelicans on the set on the first home game. Ooh, I the home opener. It's a lot o- of fun. Friday, October 22nd, home opener against the Pels. I gotta go find out. I gotta go see if I can get tickets. I gotta go. Well, and that's the Lonzo Revenge people. game, right? Come on now, Lonzo Revenge game. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna beat the shit out of everybody. It's gonna be great. I think Lonzo's in for a nice season. I really do. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel like the Bulls did not get for their revampness. They got four pretty easy games to start it out, and then just a murderer's run of games. Well, the TNT Bulls streak, which might be at 15 years almost at this point, um, is at risk this season. So the Bulls have not lost on TNT in like 12 to 15 years. But they only have one TNT game this year. Yes, they've also not played on TNT for the last like three years. But it's that at Memphis at means Memphis. Ooh, I don't the know, streak Memphis. continues. <laughs> it's one game they played on TNT one time <laughs> the last twenty years. Yeah, the streak lives on. The streak lives on forever. Um, and uh, I'm going to put a lot of money on that game. Keep that streak alive, baby. Um, I think that's it for the Bulls, though, Tyler. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler B. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Um, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Subscribe. We're going to have uh, our sleeper podcast on there very soon uh, as we kind of hone in on our tiered rankings, which will also be up on the Patreon. So go check that out, patreon.com slash watching the boxes or go to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes hit that follow we're going to be doing some mock drafts with some special guests uh from the fantasy community so um hopefully you can join us for that and hopefully you'll be joining us as the bulls are carrying their nba championship right down michigan avenue this season um i'm gonna i'm excited for it i know tyler's excited for it we'll see you next time Go Bulls!